Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the Forever Fangirls podcast. I am Sheila Amato and you can find me on Twitter at Forever Fanpod. And she got it right on the first time and I'm so very proud. Yes, I am. Yes, I did. I know that was bothering you. Well, I'm now on Twitter a lot more than I used to be, so it's it's, it's getting there. I'm getting there. This is true. I am Kimberly Amato at Kimberly Amato on Twitter. And we are your hosts and we are excited to bring you our very first interview. This was actually the reason why Kimberly just could not stay in her seat the last episode. Hey. It's true. I resemble that remark. Exactly. Because we got to spend a little bit of time with the incomparable Holly Weinbarger. Yes, we did. And we also scored some really cool scoops during this interview about QFX, QFX CloudCon, which does run this Pride Month, June 22nd to the 29th, as well as some other juicy tidbits. But to be honest, what are you looking at me for? You did that voice thing again. Yeah. Anyway. It's, it's my emphasis on the wrong, on the wrong syllable. syllable. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we really do want to share all of this with you. So without further ado, here is our interview with the lovely, the extremely talented Holly Weinbarger. You did it again. Hi, Holly. Hi. How are you guys? Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on to the show. I know you're very busy, um, and we're glad to talk to you today. Yeah, thank you for being our first guinea pig. Oh, no, it's not a problem. I'm excited to be here. Okay, so first off, since we know it's unprecedented times and everything, I just want to see kind of a two-part question. How are you handling everything during the pandemic? And for those who don't follow you on social media, how has that big brown spider that looked like the size of your head gone away yet? <laughs> oh, that's right. Um, well, uh, the spider has not made an appearance in, I don't know, I guess a week and a half. We have seen him since. Uh, I, uh, we're going to have to name him, I believe, because we, uh, he, he's, he's a staple, uh, on my overhang. So, uh, I haven't seen him lately, but, uh, I'm sure he'll be back. And in terms of life as it is now, um, you know, Pivot. <laughs> I'm pivoting. <laughs> uh, you know, with you know, with work and also with, you know, just the the normal, you know, my normal days, they're a little similar, but you know, going out to get the things we need for my parents and my sister, it's uh it's different, but adjust adjusting safely and being responsible about it. <laughs> I think that's the key, being responsible for it. Huge key. But but speaking about naming the spider, I think we should have a contest to name him. Or her, you know, I really, I really feel like it's it's a boy spider. I don't know why I have that feeling, and I, I, I would love to to have a contest to, to name him because he, he that you guys saw the pictures. It was yeah. the huge. biggest spider I have ever seen. I'm I'm not even kidding you. Half dollar size minimum, an inch tall abdomen. That was that was absolutely ridiculous. Well, let, let me ask you then, are you allowing Forever Fangirls to run the contest to name your male spider? Let's do it. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Make notes. I I, I, I vote for Bob. You do not name the spider Bob. 
My father's name is Bob. I'd feel bad for the spider. I do think it would be funny if it had like a human name, like a like a really plain human name. Not that Bob's plain, but you know, like Paul or George, John, you know, Kyle, you Kyle, you know, something like that. I don't know. Kyle the spider. Like Kyle, what's up up there? How's the weather? I feel like if he if he had a if he had a, a name like that, then I would be less scared and 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 less you know, apt to break into my back door to get into my house. So, you know, maybe it'll help. <laughs> I still go. would can, run away. You can have conversations with Bob. I, I would. <laughs> so for our listening audience who don't know you yet, um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you like to do, Holly? Uh, sure. I uh, um, grew up in a really small town in Virginia, which I still live in. Uh, I, I moved around the country when I was when I was out of high school, I was like, I want to see the world. So I moved to California and I got homesick about about after a year and I came back and went to school, went to college here, moved back home. It's a town called Colonial Beach, town of about 3,000 people, very small. And I spend my free time here gardening and, and playing in the dirt and in the woods and all of that good stuff. I have a dog that I am absolutely in love with. And, um, you know, for the past, I guess, five years now, I've been working on the convention circuit, uh, producing events for the marginalized communities that, that need them a little more so than the ones that have them everywhere. So I, I'm, I guess I'm like a melting pot of a lot of things. I, I have a lot of hobbies. I play the guitar. I garden. I make jam. I can my beans. I, I do some kind of interesting things that people from the city might not be used to seeing. Talking about the convention circuit, though, you know, I know that you are one of the co-founders of Clexicon. And mm-hmm. I have to ask, what was the impetus behind that? I know you say you, you were dealing with those who were marginalized and didn't have the representation that others seem to have on a regular basis, wherever you go. Mm-hmm. But what what made it that Holly should handle that? Well, it it wasn't just me. There there were three of us. Um, we were online, you know, Twitter friends, and I don't think they get the recognition. Um, sometimes uh, they get left out of things. So I just wanted to give a shout out to to them as well. It was myself um, and my two friends Nicole and Emily, who actually were the co founders of Clexicon. And you know, it started kind of as a I wouldn't say a joke. Um, it was, this was before, you know, the whole, the whole, uh, death of Lexa happened, but leading up to that, it was like, Hey, you know, you know, this is, this is something that maybe we should, uh, start an online community about. And as the, as season three progressed, you kind of had a feeling, you know, that something wasn't gonna, wasn't gonna be good. And what I found the the episode in question, I think we all know was episode 307. What followed that online for me was a sense of letdown, a sense of purpose lost, a sense of things just getting really grim for people. Because for so long, you know, they people had wanted a really amazing hero to look up to in the queer community. And, and at that point, that was Lexa. And it was taken away. And, you know, I spent the days following that, you know, answering DMs, you know, people that just needed to talk, people that were heartbroken, people that were not in a good place, 
people that seem to have lost a, a part of themselves. And I'm older. I grew up with not a lot of representation at all. So when bad things happened, it was expected. But you fast forward 20, 25 years, and you have this one character that people see themselves in and rely on for, you know, for that representation. And it's gone, you know, immediately, it's just gone, done. And for something so senseless, you know, the way that she was killed off was was not necessary. So it became apparent to me and to, you know, my friends that people needed a way to grieve, or a way to move forward in a positive, you know, manner. So the idea of Clexicon came about because of that, you know, people can't survive maybe on just talking to strangers on the internet. So we wanted to give a physical presence to that community. That's how it was started. And, um, you know, it was initially just going to be something as kind of like a memorial slash learning experience for people. And it grew. And so I was really proud to have been a part of starting that. Uh, I think it helps people. I have had people come up to me since then saying, you know, I've, you know, Clexicon had saved their life. And to have been a part of that is something that I will always have and something that I will always be proud of because it helped people, you know, I hope that, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> it's a long answer. I'm sorry. It, it absolutely does. No, because I, I remember Clexicon and, you know, we're around the same age. I remember what you would just expect it. You either got subtext or you got nothing. Mm-hmm. And then when you did get something, if it was ripped from you, you just anticipated it and you were like, okay, well, it sweeps. We just became accustomed to it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I see how what, you know, what you and your friends created did facilitate such a safety net. Kudos to the three of you for doing that. Cause a lot of people would not have stepped into that ring. I want to give a shout out, not a shout out, but I want to recognize the the true people that made that happen. Like, yeah, I like m- my friends and I had the idea and my friends and I put it together and it was amazing. But people showed up for it. People showed up to support what we were trying to do and the people that needed it. So without the attendees and without people buying tickets to come on, I mean, this was a first year convention, you know, and, and the number of people that came made it what it is today. So I just feel like that that needs to be kind of remembered. If people hadn't got, given us a chance, it would never have happened. And so that's that's just a thank you to all the people that did take a chance on Clexicon year one, because it made it made all the difference. Yes, but I think you, you did tap into a chord within people, and that's why they supported it. Right, mm-hmm. they, they wanted that representation. There was there was a void that you filled, which Absolutely. I think was actually a very, very powerful thing. Which leads me to the next endeavor on your timeline, which is QFX. Yes, QFX is fun. <laughs> QFX is is another baby. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I I actually have a very um, personal question about that. How sure. did you come up with the name QFX? So this is actually a question that I've gotten from a lot of people, and I haven't answered it until now. I'm going to answer it for you guys. Ooh, oh, scoop, 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 yeah. So when I was looking at in businesses, you have to look at branding, and you have to look at you know what is going to be easily understood to the masses that are going to see it for the first time. I knew that it was go. I knew that the the, the probability of having any kind of multi fandom pop culture convention name 
um, that it was going to be important. So I spent months on this. I mean, months, like I was drawing things I was writing out. I mean, I have a big chalkboard wall. That's just like my, my board that I was working on. And I came up with QFX after months and months and months of like, you know, thought process, but the whole notion of what, of the kind of cre- uh, events we want to create are queer experiences. QFX initially, well, it does stand for Queer Fan Experience. So QFX, Queer Fan Experience or Queer Fan Expo. But with the website and building on that, like the logo, if you look at our colors, if you look at the website people go to, I wanted to make sure and our team wanted to make sure that people could browse that website in front of their parents if they weren't out yet. So instead of instead of it being queerfanexperience.com or queerfanexpo.com, we just we just decided to make it QFX events. And that way we're able to expand on, you know, if we want to go out of the convention life one day or do that on, you know, on top of other types of experiences, we'd be able to do it with the same name. Um, you know, for Clexicon, for example, or let's just say Xenacon. You know, a fan-specific convention, you know, going into the music foray or going into the literature foray, it's not going to really translate brand-wise with that name. So that's how we came up with, well, that's that's how the name was was kind of, um, that was the process of naming it. And it just wanted, wanted to encompass all types of experiences that we could offer people um, under the queer umbrella. You know, we didn't want to specifically target women or men or you know the trans community we wanted to have a place for everyone and I feel like the one word that encompasses all of that right now that's appropriate is queer so hope that answers your question (laughs) it does and what's what's really interesting is that it kind of parallels how we came up with forever fangirls because we didn't want to just be one thing for one Mm -hmm. show or anything it's it's really what we fangirl about because we wanted to do that same thing. We wanted it to be all-encompassing and entertaining for a large a large swath of audiences. Absolutely. And it's 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 great in the long term because you know, I can send I'll send you a list. I'll give you a list right now of things to fangirl over. Um, as I'm sure you would because <laughs> there are a lot of shows that yeah, I haven't seen that Kimmy has and she's like, "What?" But it's important because, you know, we don't want at the end of the day, and this is just speaking on QFX, like we don't want anyone to ever feel like they can't be a part of something. Yeah. Yes, it's it's about queer fan expos and experiences, but everyone is welcome, you know, except assholes. And it, it's, it's really hard in the queer community to make sure you get that inclusive environment. And, and it starts with the name and it starts with the brand. And, and we wanted to be, you know, kind of thoughtful about that um and take it you know just didn't want to name something in two weeks and say oh that's it and be stuck with it it flows very well too yep that was a thought too (laughs) for me because it starts with a q it's it's easier to remember because it's not a letter of the alphabet that you usually see with a lot of different words and it was also but i will say q q is one of the hardest letters to um, weave into a logo i will say that (laughs) Q's and F's are really hard logos to make flow into but each other. But you did other. a damn good job of it. I tried. I tried. <laughs> so speaking of QFX and this pandemic that we're in, um, 
QFX has been postponed to April 2021. And yeah, I do have to say, I appreciate that you provided different options for folks to either roll over their tickets or get a refund for those who can't make next year's dates. Um, You did mention that QFX CloudCon is coming in June to Mm -hmm. coincide with Pride Month. Yes. Since it's just the three of us here, any other scoop you can give us? Um, I can. I can actually give you uh, 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 quite a bit of scoop. Um, I did want to address, if I can, the the options and the refunds that we gave, only because I think it's important for people to, to know from, well, from an event producer's uh, a point of view, it is important to, to kind of let people know, you know, where our thought process was on that. Um, we have, and events in general, um, it's very difficult to offer refunds just because the nature of events, you know, you, you do spend the money as you go for, for talent guarantees and plane tickets and vendors and things like that. So that is a very real part of event planning. And it is in our terms and conditions that refunds are not given for any reason. But this is also not something that has ever happened in our lifetimes. And the amount of people that, you know, across the board who are suffering, whether it be that they're on unemployment or whether it be they're having to work more jobs or whether it be they're not eligible for stimulus packages, it doesn't matter what it is. People spent money on an event that they can't attend for whatever reason next year. If they can't attend the new dates, then we felt like it was the right thing to do to offer these refunds. Now, you know, it's going to take about a month for us to get all the refunds out. So anyone listening to this, like it's, we're working, we're working on it. it. They're manually processed. We want to make sure that everyone gets a response and that we take care of this in a responsible manner. But, you know, we want as many people that want to transfer those tickets over, we, that we, we gave the incentives to, say, hey, maybe I can transfer this over and I'll get a little something in return. So we thought about this long and hard, and we really just thought it was the right thing for QFX to do for our attendees who've been nothing but supportive. You know, people have been patient, uh, supportive, and and we, anyone listening to this, like, we appreciate that so much. Um, Now, on the CloudCon side of things. We've had to pivot. Pivot is like our motto right now. Everything we're doing in life, we're having to pivot. (laughs) And I actually did not think Friends was a very good show. And I'm going to get crap for that. But the one thing I remember from Friends, the two things, was the Pivot Couch episode and the lesbian wedding. That's the only two things, the only things I remember. Well, I was going to say, I don't watch Friends either, but Neither do I. that that scene is iconic. Every time I hear the word pivot, I'm like, pivot, pivot. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So we actually, um, I I like to have a plan, and, and this isn't just me, it's my team as well, but you know, I used to work in insurance. I used to work in, I've worked in event planning for years, and I like to have a backup plan to a backup plan to a backup plan to a backup plan. I, I There can be no such thing as being too prepared. When this started happening, I was actually in LA at the end of uh, February, flew back beginning of March. Um, I was visiting my girlfriend out there. And on the plane ride home, I'm like, you know, we really need to think about going virtual. It doesn't, I mean, I I think in the back of my head, I knew that we were going to have to postpone, but we wanted to do the responsible thing and kind of get all the data and talk to all the people, talk to the, you know, talk to the mayor in Florida, talk to the hotel. Um, but we've been working on a virtual endeavor in our heads, at least, you know, since the end of February, beginning of March, and we want to do it right. So 
you know, from start to finish, it's going to be maybe a four month, uh, you know, planning gap on our end, but we, we, we're going to be offering what we would have had at QFX as a part of CloudCon. We're not just going to have celebrity experiences. We're going to have a full fledged schedule of panels. We're going to have gaming. We're going to have workshops. We're going to have, you know, happy hours. We're going to have, you know, chat sessions, D and D sessions, board gaming. I mean, we're, we're making all that happen. So when this, you know, when we start, you know, flushing out our website and putting a lot of things on there, it's going to be a full fledged week long event where people can come and there will be uh, an international virtual presence where people can connect to each other, not just connect to celebrity guests. So we're really excited about it. That is wow. awesome. You said board games. I'm like, ooh, what board games? I'm like, totally yeah. So I'm actually like, you know, this is a scoop and, and, and this, this website's being launched in a couple of days. So it's, it'll be already up by the time um, this airs, but um, I'm just, I'm just gonna, you know, give you a little scoop right here. So we're gonna have a programming page, right? On that programming page, it's gonna show everything that's offered. Um, right now, panels, autographs, meet and greets, videograms, gaming, we're gonna have a cosplay contest. Um, we're gonna have a virtual artist alley, which is going to allow, um, it'll be probably two hours out of each day of the of the run. And artists, the, the people in the artist alley will be online and we're going to be working with a, an app called Auxit and we're going to give everybody the information on that, but they'll have all their stuff for sale on a virtual like e-commerce platform and they will be there to answer questions, to take offers, to get all of your information if you do want to buy something from them. So you can go into this chat room and say, Hey, you know, I really like this print, you know, how, how much of your prints would you take, you know, 10 instead of 12 or whatever. And they do all the negotiation there. The only thing you can't see is their face. But it's very much going to be an experience that you're used to as close as possible to, you know, something that's in person. And we're also going to have an auction. Um, We're going to be doing gaming trivia that is real time where, you know, you're able to get your answers instantly on an app. Winner gets a great cool prize. I mean, we're doing a lot of stuff. It's not just... It's not just the celebrity panels. This is going to be a, a, a week-long, community-driven convention that's completely virtual. Because I think this oh is, it's, it's, it's possible that this might go on for a while. And we want to kind of dip our, we want to dip our feet into all facets of, of it, you know. And, and once the panels are over, what do people do? They don't want to go to sleep. They want to continue the conversation So we're going to have an overflow, you know, rooms for Zoom. So after, like, let's say we have a Lost Girl panel, the overflow is going to go, you know, into a Zoom chat room where people can talk about things. Uh, It's 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 a lot of work, but I'm telling you, it's going to be a lot of fun. I really want to cuss. I love cussing, but I can't do that on this. I there are a few choice curse words I want to say right here. Holy shit! Yeah, there you go. It's like I there's so many things running through my head right now between logistics and technology and all of this. And I mean, anybody listening to it does know that, you know, I I do have a a small part in QFX. So it's like, I don't even know half of what you're telling me and my mind is now exploding. A lot of these things are kind of in my head and also in a in a list format to do research beforehand to reach out to cosplayers to say, hey, will you will you judge? Hey, can you come up with a metric or a, um, a, a was it Kubrick or it's a it's a something where people judge? 
um, you know, hey, would you be able to moderate the cosplay contest? And then, you know, if, if that's a go, then we start working on forms and information. Like every single one of these things is going to have information on the app you need to download for it. It's going to have information on how it's going to work, the times it'll happen. If people want to submit like a D&D campaign, there's going to be a form for that. And then so once things are accepted on our end, you know, they'll start going up on the website. We'll start pushing it out on our social media so everyone knows. But the reason that this is kind of like a, I'm not going to say hush hush, we want to make sure we can, we can execute it before we offer it. And it's a lot of research. <laughs> um, but absolutely, it's, it's, it's going to be, if, if, if able to be executed, um, you know, a very intense week. I mean, we're, we're even trying to build things in around the time zones for our European friends, for people that are in, you know, people in Asia and seeing how many people on our team are able to be up at crazy hours and, and who can offer what. And, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we do want to get the word out though, you know? So if, oh, yeah. if anyone that's listening to this, like if you have questions, of course, email us. If you, if you, Sheila, if you and Kimmy have questions right now, like I can, I can happily answer them. I don't know if we have a time limit, but I can, I can answer anything you need me to. <laughs> are, are things going to be, cause like we've seen in other virtual conventions right now, there are panels that are like back to back to back. Mm-hmm. Are you going to have panels that are at the same time, like a regular convention would be? So like you'd have say a Winona or panel at the same time as a lost girl panel. Cause that would be a slight conflict for me. We're not. Um, but I will give you an, I, I can't, I can give you some hypotheticals because um, we don't have signed contracts in yet. But let's let's just do a let's do a hypothetical. We are going to have seven days of programming, so it's going to be Monday the twenty second through Monday the 29th. so seven full days. Now, each of those days is going to be themed. So let's say we have Web Series Wednesday. All of the panels and all of the experiences that are that are. Um, applied to any of our web series actors or guests or panelists. Those will all happen on Wednesday. And in that one Wednesday, we will build a schedule that is conducive to people not having to pick and choose what they want to do. Let's say Saturday is sci-fi Saturday or there's superhero Sunday or something like that. We will have all of our sci-fi stuff happen on Saturday. We're not going to have main panels that are going to overlap or even be back to back because what's going to happen. And this is just, this is a scoop. Let's say we have a lost girl panel. Uh, this is just um, I, this. I cannot confirm anyone. This is a hypothetical. Let's say we have a lost girl panel. Let's say it's, you know, Anna, Zoe, Rachel, and whoever else that panel will take place. Let's say from one to two, one to 2 PM, they're going to get a break. And then immediately following that break that they get, that's when they're going to start filling their virtual meet and greet orders. So if you have someone on Lost Girl that's filling all these orders, you know, that's doing their meet and greet Zoom sessions, you know, we can't have another panel going on during that time that's going to overlap with any of those people anyway. So it's right. going to be a it's going to be a um, a very fine balance uh, balancing act, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, but we're going to do our absolute best to make sure that there are, there aren't any, any, there's nothing major that's going to overlap. That might mean people have to stay up later in the day. 
but we're also going to make sure that it's not, we'll make sure that it's feasible. Does that make sense? Well, let's be honest. It does. It makes perfect sense. But right now I think offering seven, I mean, the amount of content you're discussing is incredible, very incredible. So just the idea of knowing that you're going to be basing it and planning it out where people will be able to schedule. So if it is say like the superhero Sunday and they can rearrange their schedules to do whatever they need to do and leave Sunday open, that's amazing. And the fact that you don't have to leave your couch. Yes. yes. We don't, we don't want people cramming things in and we want to, pe- we want people to be able to do it on their own on time, like, and on their own accord. If, if someone wants to purchase a ton of one-on-one meet and greets, they are free to do that. And we're going to make sure we're able to, you know, spread it out as much as we can. But if people want to take, you know, Tuesday off. Now, another thing I will say, the, the, the Monday, the Monday of the, the very first Monday and the very last Monday, that's going, those two days are going to act as an opening and closing day. And what I mean, when I, what I mean when I say that is Monday, we're going to have tech run throughs with anyone who might not be used to these platforms we're working with. So if someone doesn't understand how Zoom works, we're going to have a mm-hmm. session where people can come in and they can say, hey, how does this work? Hey, what is a waiting room? Hey, what is this? What is this? So it's going to be, we're going to have some, some fun stuff. We're going to have movie nights. We're going to have happy hours. But that Monday before and the Monday after, the Monday after is going to be like a thank you for participating. Here's money we raise if, we're, if we do you know something on the charity front. And the Monday before is really going to be making sure everyone has what they need to consume this content with minimal technical difficulties. I think that's absolutely fabulous because there are people who just don't use these new platforms mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. And that's what we were thinking because honestly, we've had to do a lot of research on this. And, and with that, we're like, well, maybe we should, maybe we should have a buffer or a shoulder day that, that explains you know, because yeah. if people don't have the, the tools they need to, to, to make sure they're able to do this very easily, it just becomes a shit show. And that's not their fault. It's that we're pivoting one massive in-person convention to completely being virtual. You know, we're going to have hiccups. We're not going to be perfect, but we're going to try to alleviate the majority of it if we can. Quick follow-up, though. One of the biggest things of conventions, besides these panels, is always you know, getting the autograph of the individual. Mm -hmm. Is that something that's also going to be transferring to CloudCon? Is that even possible? Yes. Uh, So we're going to offer absentee autographs for, I would say, the majority of our guests. And the absentee autograph um, is something that I, Clexicon year one, um, we offered. And it's for people that can't afford to get to a convention in the States. It's, uh, It's for people that, well, people can't come, people can't do any of this right now. So our absentee autographs, uh, so we're going to have, we're going to offer four things. We're going to have our panels. When I say four things, celebrity wise, we're going to have our panels. We're going to have the one-on-one meet and greets. We're going to have videograms, which are much like cameos that get sent directly to the purchaser. And then we have the absentee autographs. And what happens is, is when you, when you buy one, you get to personalize it. You can say, you know, if you want something from, let's give me someone. Well, you'd mentioned Zoe Palmer. So okay, we'll let's, let's just say if she wanted something from Zoe Palmer, you know, and you wanted her to say, you know, from your favorite doctor, blah, 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 love Zoe. It can be completely personalized. I mean, down to what you would ask them to do in person. Now, you can't 
meet with her in person to get that autograph signed on Zoom. But it will come to us. We will then send them the personalizations. We get all the autographs and then we mail them out to the purchaser. Now that turnaround time could be anywhere from two to two to four weeks just because there's so much back and forth. But it is something that the majority, the majority of our people are going to be offering unless they are out of the country. Some places are not, we can't ship to Canada or Germany or whoever, wherever. But for our stateside uh, guests, we are going to be offering that. Yes. Oh, that's going to be really awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like flabbergasted. I'm trying to come up with something to say, but my mind is just so. If there was an emoji in, on Kimmy right now, it's that her mind is just like. <laughs> well, like, for example, I just, I'll, I'll give you an example of something really cool. So we, um, for QFX um, East, we got this really cool submission. And it was, this, it was called the Search for Waverly. And it's a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. I'm not really familiar with Dungeons and Dragons, but I know, you know, essentially how it works. And so the campaign is a search for Waverly. Anyone could show up with their dice. Um, and there was, there's a dungeon master, you know, that takes place of that, or sorry, that takes care of all of the, you know, maneuvering and things like that. We're going to translate that to CloudCon. Um, now I've already reached out to the person that submitted that, see if they're interested in doing that on a virtual level, but it would basically be, you know, a dungeon master with whoever wants to be a part of it in a Zoom room doing a D&D campaign. You know, it could last an hour. It could last 10. Just depends on the dungeon master. So, you know, we could even do Catan. Like, we've, we've come up with a way to do Settlers of Catan tabletop. We have a moderator in Zoom that's moving all the pieces on the board. And then we have the people that are playing. So, you know, and again, that first day is going to be very key to how things work if people want to take part in these things. So one other thing that QFX East was doing that I found to be rather amazing is you were also doing a lot of the kind of pay it forward things where people mm-hmm. could, you know, buy tickets or, or do whatnot. Are you going to be allowing that for the one-on-ones and the autographs and everything else? Yes. So we're, we have a new ticket system we're going to be using. It's going to be rolling out in the next couple of weeks. Um, and it is so integrated with so many options. Our merch is going to be on there. Um, and they do have a pay it forward option. We also are going to have a, re- a rewards program. So if someone buys, let's say a Zoe Palmer autograph or whatever, they'll get 40 points. Once they get to a certain amount of points and they'll get like a free meet and greet or a free something, another free shirt, whatever. We haven't figured it out yet. But we are going to have a pay it forward option for all of our uh, experiences. So if someone wants to buy a one-on-one meet and greet with Zoe, and I'm just using her as an example, I'm, we can't confirm her, you know. Right there with you, example. it's because the hypothetical loss of the hypotheticals we're doing. Exactly. There will be an option to pay it forward. Um, and, and that can be done one of two ways. We're going to set it up so we can, you can pay it forward to a specific individual and we send that to them. Or... We're going to have a pay it forward option where we we take care of it on our end. The other thing that I wanted to to note: these panels, they're not all of our panels are going to be free to consume. Free, it, they will be initially completely free for people to tune into. We are going to have a tip jar on our website, on the zooms, on the Twitch, you know, whatever platform we use. If people like what we're doing. They can donate a couple of bucks, you know, to help out with overhead, to help out, you know, our staff to give it back to them. But we we want to make sure that content is free on our end. So there will be options for paying it for. There will be options for, you know, putting something in our tip jar. 
And uh, of course, we're going to have, um, we're going to try to put together a charity auction in time for, for this. But th- th- that was the long answer. The short answer is yes. <laughs> I prefer long answers. They're more in, in, in depth and, and will clear up any confusion around it, which is, seems to be like what QFX CloudCon is trying to do. So I appreciate that. Yeah, people people sometimes give me a hard time for talking too much, but I really feel like if if it's explained more in depth, there's less confusion in the long run. Absolutely. So we do have a scoop of our own that we are very, very, very proud to be partnering with QFX CloudCon, which means we are going to be giving away a virtual autograph. All you basically have to do is, well, nothing. We're going to pay it forward. So don't worry about it. Holly Ooh. will take care of it for me. <laughs> yes, I will. It makes it much easier. But switching gears for a minute, because I know that, you know, you're, well, my mind is blown. So you've got to be super busy with all of this. But you also somehow in between managed to create something called QLU. <laughs> well, and I need, I kind of need to ask where that came from. Sure. Um, so it's a funny story, actually. I didn't create Q like you. Some backstory. I actually had an idea for this back in 2018 to have just like a one-stop shop for place for people to go to find resources, to find media, to find anything they might need in the queer life. Um, Because so much of what's out there is kind of systemically and innately straight. You know, music, movies, web series, films, um, resources by state you know, gender non-conforming clothing outlets, just everything and anything. And I had got the idea from, you know, working with vendors at the conventions that I had, you know, either run or had been to in the past. Late last year, I think we were at a women's soccer game. I don't know. I ran into a friend of mine and we got to talking and she's like, well, I had the same idea around the same time. And I'm like, and we had completely different names. Like, I had already named mine. She had already named hers. And she already had like a kind of a group that was working on it. So that I just kind of put in the back of my, my mind. I was like, oh, someone's taking care of it. Like, I'll, that's let them do it, you know. And then when all this started happening, you know, in middle of February to beginning of March, when we realized, okay, sh- okay, things are going to come to a halt on the planning side for in-person events. And I'm like, well, this is the perfect time to maybe start getting something going. And mm-hmm. so I kind of reached out to my friend and I was like, Hey, you know, this is a really good time to maybe uh, utilize some of our resources to do this. What you want to do it? She's like, yeah. So with her blessing, put together a team of really dedicated, hardworking, reliable uh, folks that I knew would, would be able to get this done. Like then and there, like, let's get it done. Let's work as a team. Let's collaborate. Let's get something great for the masses out there. And what the, I mean, it's never going to be a final version. There's so much to add every single day. I think just since it's been launched, like four series have come out that are queer, like two movies. We, we have, you know, obviously work to do, but there was a little bit of a, there was a two, three week period where I was in limbo. I didn't know what to do. And that's where I kind of focused my attention and the attention of the bandwidth that some people on the QFX team had. And it is a wonderful site. It's definitely not something I created alone. I had the initial idea, but so did other people. And I don't want to take that away from them by any means. Still, that's just, it was such a great 
It's, it's, a great it's idea. A, yeah, it's a great idea, but it's also just something to see because again, you know, growing up when we did, we didn't have things like this. So knowing that it's out there, that that people can find it, and again, it doesn't have that title that you can't search or see if you're not out. So anybody can zoom through it and scan through everything and and find what what they need to represent them or that represents them. Yeah, and I and I'm pretty sure that we're working on submission like a submission tool so if we are missing something or if you know there's someone out there that's in Latvia and they know of a resource for people that live in Latvia you know they can submit it and we can you know get it up for those people because we will at the end of the day whatever the end result like for the most part is it should be a collaborative effort for people worldwide not just people in the United States um, not just people that live in you know Florida or California because th- those places do have a lot of resources but there are folks in Oklahoma that need to know where they can go to get representation if they need it or to watch something they don't have access to or to find a lawyer that will help them so you know there's a lot to be expanded upon. Um, but I think that the the base right now of what was able to be put together in such a short period of time is amazing, and that that's just it goes to it's it's to the credit of of the people that you know are working on it. So um, I thank every single one of them. Well, that's awesome. We're we're going to switch gears a little bit and sure. do a new segment that uh, we're introducing in honor of our new first interviewee. You're the so, guinea pig. Oh, um, fun. Yes. So th- this segment is called Forever Fangirls Quiz, where we ask you five questions and you have to answer with the first thing that comes to mind. And they're completely unrelated to the interview. I love this. Oh, my God. Okay. Cool. Okay. So here's the first question. <laughs> What's the first thing you ever fangirled about? Bianca and Maggie on All My Children when I was 20. What are you currently fangirling about? Um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Good answer. I mean, I love her. (laughs) Um, okay. Best superpower to have. Look, I can't, mm, I don't like this, but okay. All right. Look, (laughs) I, I, I can't choose between teleportation or time travel, but I think I'm going to have to go with time travel. What is your favorite genre to watch or read? Post-apocalyptic disaster movies. So last question. Your guilty pleasure. Like movie wise or in general? In general. Oh I don't I don't do many things I'm guilty about. Let's see. Um <laughs> I'm just gonna make it a movie watching uh Exit to Eden with uh, Rosie O'Donnell and Dan Aykroyd. It's an awful movie, but it's it's really good. Guilty pleasure. Man. I mean my guilty I mean like trolling Republicans on Facebook. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Like, I don't feel guilty about it, though, but I, I get a lot of pleasure out of it. Oh, fact-checking. I love fact-checking people that, like, post things that are so ignorant I want to, like, I want to throw my computer. So, I don't know. I just gave you, like, three answers. I don't know. I like these. I want to do more. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, here's a bonus question. Who's the better interviewer, Kimberly or Sheila? I really? Um, no, because I don't see y'all as Kimberly or Sheila. I see y'all as Shimberly. So that's not a fair question. You have a ship name. <laughs> I have never been. You realize I'm going to hashtag that now. We've never been given a ship name. Shimmy, 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 shimmy. <laughs> that's great. I love it. <laughs> oh, God. She also loves it because her name is technically first. Exactly. 
My name is always second. So now this time it's first. Woo! Shimmy, awesome. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it too. She's writing I, it down. <laughs> I love, I'm sorry. I like you ask Meg. Meg's my girlfriend. Hi, Meg. I love you. Um, sorry, I do that on all the podcasts. I always say hello to my babe. We, I love trivia. I love trivia so much. Like I watch Jeopardy when I'm out there. I watch Jeopardy here. Like anytime there's a, there's a question, she usually asks me. And if I don't know it, I look it up. Like I have found out so much useless trivia in the past like year and a half. Cause she'll ask me a question. I'm like, I don't know. Let me look it up. So I love questions and trivia and what ifs and this or that. So like we could have, we could have a whole episode of just this and that. So I'm telling you it's, it's my favorite thing ever. So what Absolutely. you're telling me is Forever Fangirls can bring you back and literally do the Holly trivia episode. Absolutely. I would love – oh, my God. You don't even understand. I get – I get. I used to do trivia in person at the local restaurant when – before all this happened, and I would get mad if I didn't win. Like, I am very competitive, so – but this could just be for fun. That is cool. I can't, I can't wait. So, but anyway, for today, as we come towards the end of our time here, Holly, tell our audience where people can find you to connect online or ask questions about QFX, QFX CloudCon. Finley. Finley. So Finley has an Instagram. No. Yeah. Um, I'll give people my stuff. Um, So I, my Twitter, I'm, that's where I'm most active. It's at everything Clexa, like the word everything. And then the ship name Clexa at everything Clexa. I am on Instagram, but kind of don't use that a lot. Um, but it's World Peas. It's W H I R R L E D P E A S. And that's supposed to be like a funny way to say world peace because that's what we need in life. And then Finley the Fabulous is my dog. And he's on Instagram. And that's Finley with an A, not an E. Uh, and then if anyone has any questions about QFX, QFX CloudCon, Anything that we're doing, suggestions, comments, concerns, you can always email us. Info at QFX events. You can tweet us, QFX events on Twitter. And we have QFX CloudCon on Twitter. And we try to get back to everybody as soon as we can. And no question is too big or too small. So one quick question about Finley. Mm -hmm. I do hear he's taken on a bigger role at QFX. Yes, he is. You know, he has not been able to get outside as much as he used to. Um, and he actually he had to ask grandma, my mom, to see if it was okay. But he is going to be taking over our email account. Um, and his uh, his role is going to be, I got to get a good picture of him. But he's going to be making sure all the emails get answered and they don't sit and wait. And, uh, he might send some, some pictures of himself. He's still getting the hang of it. So give him some time. Um, but I think it's going to work out. I think he's gonna, he'll be a good little worker dog. Won't you Finley? He's looking at me like, what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks again, Holly, for joining us on the show and be, and for being our first ever interviewee. I think that was really fun. And thank you for being such a good sport with the, uh, the first forever fangirls quiz. And for now giving us several ideas, new interviews with you. Oh, no, it was fun. It was great. I'll be happy to come back uh, anytime you'll have me. And I appreciate, I appreciate the podcast and everything you guys are doing too. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. You guys are awesome. 
So thank you very much to our guest, Holly Weinbarger, for coming on to our show and sharing so many scoops about QFX, QFX CloudCon, and Q Like You. Some of those scoops may have already been posted on the QFX CloudCon website because we did record this just a little while ago. Mm-hmm. But there is still so much to come, and I, for one, am going to miss Tony the Tiger. Do what now? Tony the Tiger, the cereal. But what does that have to do with CloudCon? On their website, uh, qfxcloudcon.com, they had actually, under guests, had placeholders. So they put Tony the Tiger, I believe there was Chester Cheeto. And then they would go on Twitter and say, Tony is leaving the website. We're very, very sorry to see him go, but someone's replacing him. Okay. Well, I did not know that. But they did start announcing some of their guest lineups on Twitter and Instagram. And I, for one, am so excited about it. I mean, it's seven full days of programming. My mind is just blown. But anyway, again, those dates are June 22nd through the 29th. It is definitely going to be an event you do not want to miss, and it's going to be celebrating Pride Month. So I am very, very, very proud. We are 100% emphatically excited Mm -hmm. and truthfully honored to say that we are partnering with QFX CloudCon to bring more content of interest to you, our listening audience. And as we did mention in the interview, we are doing a pay-it-forward absentee autograph, um, and Holly and the team will be taking care of that for us. Yes, so that's exciting. But you know what's even more exciting? You look like you're going to explode. What's more exciting? We have a ship name. Oh, yes, we do. It's a cool one. Shimmy. It is. What is it? Shimmy. Shimmy. Shimmy, shimmy, bobby me, banana, fana, fofi me, fee, five, fo, me, me, shimmy. No? Thank you, Holly. Yes, thank you, Holly. <laughs> All right, well... Neither here nor there. We do have a ship name. It is hashtag shimmy. But we really do, beyond my wife's excitement of our ship name, want to know what you're excited about from QFX CloudCon. Just drop us a line on Twitter at ForeverFanPod to continue the discussion there. And all the information that Holly mentioned in the interview, links and whatnot, will be in the description of this episode in our show notes. So that is definitely our show for today, because if I let my wife keep going, she's just going to keep singing and bringing up the ship name quite a lot. Shimmy, so, shimmy, so I'm going to I'm I'm going to just say thank you so much for tuning in. And really and truly, we're very thankful for every single one of you that listens to our podcast every time we release an episode. And if you don't want to miss it, please hit that little subscribe button. So anything we release, that's a bonus or just Sheila singing arbitrarily, you'll make sure to get it. And if you have a moment If you don't mind sending a little review, let us know how we're doing so that we can either get better or continue to bring you uh, amazing stuff. We would greatly appreciate it. My closing today is going to be a little bit different given the recent events. I just wanted to say that kindness and compassion do go a very long way. Yesterday, Kim and I were doing our errands and she was wearing her Winona Earp inspired kindness is contagious shirt. And we got so many positive comments on it. So as we start Pride Month, it's important to take a moment and remember that kindness is contagious and that love is the most powerful force in the world. So as long as we love one another, show kindness to one another, we will get through anything together. So until next time, stay safe, be kind, and remember, love always wins. (laughs) 